0: Hi, you're listening to the Talking Tough podcast, brought to you by Dr. Martins and hosted by me, Georgia Moo, a model and a presenter from London. Over the past year, we've had to be tougher than ever. So we're back again to discuss stories of resilience with our guests. Covering important topics such as the politics of gender and Black Lives Matter, we explore how our guests have got through tumultuous times. Hope you enjoy. Guest on Talking Tough, who's shown with Fashion East, won the British Emerging Talent Prize at the 2017 Fashion Awards, and has an LVMH Prize nomination under his belt. It's fashion designer Charles Jeffrey. Born in Scotland, Charles moved to London at age 18 to study fashion design at Central Saint Martins, and quickly went on to take the fashion industry by storm with his eponymous label, Loverboy, launching in 2015. Charles continues to celebrate queer culture and nightlife in his work, firmly cementing his name in and amongst the global and local fashion scene. So Charles, welcome to Talking Tough.
1: What an intro, very flattered.
0: (laughs) So you grew up in Scotland, what were some of your inspirations or what inspired you to get into the fashion industry?
1: Um, I think... It was kind of like a process. I sort of moved around a lot when I was younger with my dad um, prior to living in Scotland because he was in the army so you get posted to different locations and stuff. So like I lived in um, Germany and in Surrey and and Brecon in Wales um, before my mum and dad like sadly split up and then my mum took me and my sister up to Cumbernauld in Scotland. So I was there from about 10 until 18 and I think around that time I was sort of like developing into a teenager so I was really like I was a bit of a nerd like I loved video games and you know I was like really into like Nintendo and like Pokemon and like you know like all these kind of like cartoon sort of things I was like a real nerd. I think as I sort of like developed uh, as a teenager I got like really really into like music and bands and like sort of used that as a sort of vehicle for me to get into like style and fashion so then suddenly started kind of like realizing that Fashion was really cool, and then it was all sort of something that like led me into like thinking, okay, maybe I could actually go to art school and you know actually pursue something like fashion.
0: How was it then moving around? Because I feel like a lot of kids who either move schools or like are army kids, it's quite hard, like feeling like you fit in. Did you struggle with that?
1: I think as I started getting older, it got harder because you know you really start to like build an identity with people when you know, um you're like playing with them and then you know you've got your your area where you're hanging out, like whether it's like around the back of the forest where your houses are or like you know like a park or something. And like those are really formative moments. So I think every time I sort of shifted, I remember it really did kind of I felt the impact of it all. And you know there's also that whole like physical side of it, you know, like having a bedroom for the longest time and growing up into a bedroom, it's like an echo chamber. And like every two years mine would get stripped and I'd have to find a new one. So I think I kind of got used to this idea of like, you know, um, like kind of refreshing and like there's lots of things that have come from that, that sort of permeate the way that I am now. So, but um, yeah, it was quite hard.
0: Probably quite a good, uh experience to have in terms of just like being able to adapt to situations and especially in fashion as well being able Mm. to kind of uh flip between groups or you know feelings of not fitting in I feel like that's quite uh common in fashion Um, yeah totally kind of set you up quite well
1: yeah I think with the whole idea of like I think I'm a very social person and I'm able to kind of get on with like lots of different groups of people like I think I'm quite like adaptable and quite agreeable in that way like and I think that's probably one of the benefits of, of moving around and having to make new friends every two years. And I think you can become quite, I think as a, as a result of it, I've become quite a social person,
0: yeah. able to
1: kind of like mingle.
0: So how do you think that your upbringing inspires or has inspired your designs? Well,
1: I, I think my thinking about my upbringing in Scotland, because obviously like being in a sort of like very small town like Cumbernauld, which is, a, you know, I guess quite close minded in a way, um, you know, coming out as gay quite early on at 14, you know, I was, I was quite badly bullied. And I think that that sort of environment where, you know, you're sort of fighting against people for who you are, I think, you know, you you sort of like, I guess, attach yourself to sort of um, aspects of escapism or, you know, um, things that sort of like make you feel like, a better version of yourself so things like art or music or something that kind of changes you so I think that it's about the idea of escapism and that that the environment that I lived in I mean not to say that you know I didn't have a nice life out there but I just think it's that thing of being bullied as a kid and you know also being like gay I think that you know that shame it makes you attach yourself to things like luxury or like bright and shiny objects or something like that then also the idea of like kind of like subcultures and identity which again sort of relates to that you know like I was really into being like an emo and then I got Really into being indie and it was that whole it was that kind of like perfect year like 2007 it was like skins like the mighty bouche, um like enemy and like like t4 and all of that kind of stuff like it, it was like the thing that kind of permeated my life um i was really into i mean i talk about this all the time like the, the band the horrors really really changed my outlook on things because they had such an extreme look like this whole back combed hair and sort of victorian clothes and like skinny skinny jeans I think that I was always into those things that were like an extreme look because it was like completely against what the norm was. So I think that lover boy does carry that sort of, um, similar sort of look and identity, identity to it.
0: Yeah. I mean, so you speak about this, like lovely intersection between music, fashion, nightlife, um, So was that quite easy for you to find this crowd that kind of spread across all of those? Um, Did that come to you quite naturally?
1: I think I've just always like been a magpie for it. I mean, I remember just being excited about going down the streets and like seeing somebody dressed up. I was always looking, I was always watching and I was always kind of like taking things in or always trying to go to parties and and see things and listen to DJs. and, And I think because of that, I kind of knew what I wanted when it when it came into, you know, trying to have something that sort of I could leverage for my own work or my own parties eventually. Because I was sort of like. Kind of craving that idea of dressing up again and not sort of like dressing down. And I think then when it came to having an opportunity to do my own night, then I was sort of able to sort of harvest all of these previous um, wants and needs from just my experiences and knowing how. I wanted things to be. So I think it's just like things you kind of gather and you regurgitate.
0: So, What does community mean to you? And why is it so important?
1: It's, it's, it's integral, you know, I, I think that going back to what I was saying before about like being in Scotland and not really seeing any other people that were sort of similar to, to me, you know, visually, um and therefore i guess like culturally it was really difficult you can feel really alone and you can sometimes you know sort of make decisions um to try and like get away from like the the pain that that can sometimes cause you you know like maybe not pursuing uh, a a love or passion or you know um you know just trying not to be your authentic self we're, we're living in a really golden age where people are really kind of like able to express themselves for the first time. And, you know, like club spaces and community are also like a really great catalyst for that. Um, And it's just so joyous to see, like, you know, I've got loads of friends who are coming out as as non-binary or or trans, and it's just like, God, you must have struggled so much beforehand, you know, um, uh, by not having this sort of validation that we have now. So I think that when you do have a community that kind of validates you, like having a sort of like, sort of echo chamber of people that can kind of validate you and that you can grow from, I think it's just so integral. And like the, the, the really gorgeous thing about nightlife is it's just a, a really easy way for that to happen, you know? Um, I think I have developed in lots of different ways through the, the clubs that I would go to and the people that I would be around. And I think, you know, when we started doing Loverboy, like that was when I really felt like I was being like my authentic self. Uh, you know, thinking back to when I was doing my, at St. Martins, you know, I was really struggling with what who, who I was and what my identity was, especially, you know, when you go onto to the MA at St. Martins, um, it's all about having a really focused opinion of who you are and channeling that into your work. I was really struggling. I was coming at it from lots of different angles. And it was only when I started doing the club night and I found this group of friends that we were kind of like working with and collaborating with, that I actually had, I started to find a way of dressing. And then that was informing my design process. So. You know, I say all that to say that you know, community is really, really important in validating so many different processes. Um, you know, it can also give you the confidence that you you need to just face at everyday tasks. I think it's it's so important.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like be like identity <laughs> is something that can be so hard to find confidence in mm-hmm. and it's just really nice to have like a group of people around you who can like allow you to kind of foster that and allow you to try out different things see where you feel like comfortable Um mm-hmm. because it is it's intimidating like you said especially I think a lot of people can relate growing up maybe mm-hmm. not feeling like they were allowed to or didn't have the confidence to be kind of who they really wanted to be and then yeah it's when you kind of gain your independence and find like-minded people and like have that empathy and like love to be able to to do it and I feel like we can't talk about community and collaboration without Mm -hmm. talking about Lulu Kennedy and Fashion East how did that help you in the fashion industry?
1: Well I mean Lulu is is the fairy godmother of fashion I mean I, I think she hates that title but she really is because having someone like that really sort of like actually see something in me and not give a shit about the whole practical pragmatic system of things like yeah you might not know how to pattern cut or drape so therefore you don't have a job but she was like I don't care like you're you what you're saying to me right now with your work is something that I want to foster so you know I owe everything to her um you know she gave me that like leg up um I needed but you know she gave me so much information about how to operate holding my hand through it um, and you need that you know especially in fashion because you know art school can only teach you so much and then having someone else kind of guide you through it is just so integral there's a reason why there's a, a really great alumni from fashion because they're not doing it a lot of it's just performative like look at us helping like Lulu doesn't give a shit whether she gets you know, she makes money from what she's doing or whatever, you know, she's doing it for the love of it. And I think that's what makes it completely different to all these other things that are doing it just to perform, to say that they're like, you know, being inclusive and helpful. You know, so that's why my key word in all things is, is authenticity. You have to, if it's not authentic, there's no point in doing it.
0: kind of talk a little bit about uh community in this and the importance of it in this year mm-hmm. um, obviously we've been living in a pandemic why has community been so especially important
1: well I think it's again it's about like ha- have validation and and just having somebody there to validate your feelings because I think that the pandemic has made everybody be very very introverted and you know think about their standing point in life you know there's obviously it's filled with lots of pain as well like lots of people have lost loved ones um lots of people have lost jobs like their whole outlook on life has been completely stripped away from them and it's very traumatic you know and and i think that there's a collective you know like scar on everybody from this pandemic And, and and of course it's going to create Um, a need for connection and a need for love I mean it it just goes back to really kind of like primal human um, necessities you know and and I think again it also speaks to that whole idea of like just being open like sometimes the community can only be activated if you are open about your feelings like thinking about things like mental health and, and all of that kind of stuff like you know it's important to talk about these things and and I think that having a safe space wherever that is I think can you know help you kind of heal through things like that
0: yeah I think it's been a really horrible year but it it has definitely I think a level of vulnerability has come from it which I Mm -hmm. think is really important like you were saying with mental health and people struggling like and Mm -hmm. people have been kind of put in situations where they wouldn't normally have to be you know where they they could normally kind of cope and and very obvious reasons they can't this year and it's really kind of allowed people to ask for help and mm-hmm. yeah just be more open
1: it's, it's crazy it's crazy how like you know extremely different you can feel when you just open up about something and talk about it like I mean there were some times during the pandemic where um you know I might have not have left the house for about three days and had not and I'd just been like god why do I feel so crazy like and you know actually being able to like talk about it and sharing it is, is so so important um and it just makes it's like problem shared as a problem to have as they say
0: yeah exactly yeah I think it's given everyone the capacity to be a bit more empathetic to themselves and to other people I think it's just given everyone an element of kind of hopefully understanding that we can continue to take with us after this it has as to well. be
1: taken with us for sure can't we you know we can't just go back to being normal I think it has to, you know, there's, uh, there's, there's lots of silver linings that's, that's kind of come with this pandemic. And, you know, one of them is this whole idea, as you say of being empathetic to each other. And that has to continue and just being sensitive to things like mental health before, because it was, you know, in the ether and people were talking about it. But I don't think anyone was I mean, it's still not where it needs to be. And hopefully, you know, there's been a bit of light shone shone upon it, to the masses about it through this pandemic. But you know, there's still so much more work that needs to be done. So, you know, we need to carry this through and then some, you know, and continue the conversation because, like, everybody suffers with it, you know, and we don't really talk about it
0: in our industry. I think there's a lot, oh god, yeah, and also learn because, like, even if you're a sociable person, it's it can be very hard and very overwhelming and very mm-hmm. like overstimulating.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, oh god, yeah.
0: So hopefully, we can kind of moving forward in this idea of like constant production and pressure
1: and performance performing yeah. you know it's it's constantly having to perform as well like it can be really really tiring you know there were some designers who didn't show and that was okay and actually and every some people just had to take stock you know and some of the greats didn't show and and they took stock and I think that you know everybody just sees fashion as being very kind of like fast snobby sort of um frivolous subject um and it is but it's also filled with really genuine people really trying hard to be understood. And I think that that's when it gets quite um, challenging at times because it's, it's as the McQueen's show was named, a jungle out there, you know, it's, it's really hard sometimes. And I think, you know, if we can continue to have this conversation about, you know, um, mental health and how we're feeling and, you know, making safe spaces for people to be able to express themselves, you know i think that's the key it's just always it's, i think it's empathy and authenticity that's what we're getting to with this conversation i think it's like those two things are the things that seem to be really running through you
0: know obviously fashion can be quite hard to, to kind of break into anyway. But I mm-hmm. think especially this year, it must have been really, really tricky. Um, mm-hmm. What advice would you give for anyone who is st- at the start of their career or has just graduated in this year?
1: I think the th- one thing that I've taken away that I end up teaching back to my students is just like, instead of like thinking about something or talking about something, just doing something and just actually then responding to what you're doing Trying to get people just to like just fucking do something, you know, whether it's just like a sudden drape or you know, you start actually tangibly making something or drawing something and responding to that. I think it's always about reacting to what you you actually have in front of you and it's about. But then, you know, I also think it's about like I also also kind of talk a lot about kind of like practical things, you know. Um I think that you have to make sure that you kind of are, you know crossing your i's and dotting your t's with things like transactional things like you know there's a lot of people that have to rely on a lot of support with no money and so it can sometimes just be for favors and things like that but you've got to be careful as a young as a young designer out there because sometimes people do it and you can get stung so i think it's about kind of like always having like agreements in place or like kind of like even if it's like via an email like okay this is my expectations and you know this is what I expect and this is something that you can deliver because no one really talks about that you know it's like you know I can turn around and say yes okay it's about being authentic and it's about you know um doing what feels right for you but really two pieces of practical information is like make sure that you 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 kind of have anything that is transactional that's maybe not paid for or whatever just like written down and agreed by both parties and then secondly you know there's no such thing as petty cash you know like count your pennies you know there might be one thing and just like be respect money like you know and try and find a way to keep an eye on all of that because you know even things like getting a lunch every day like that all adds up and i think when you're a young person money you have to respect money so much even though it could be a ball egg
0: And lastly what does tough mean to you
1: I think somebody who is not afraid to be their authentic self out there in the public I think they you know whatever gender they are um however they want to look or present themselves like I think that for me is like the idea of being tough being bold being confident um you know we live you we still live in a world where like being your being trans, being gay, um, is 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 a, a, a an offence, and I think that people can sometimes feel like they're in like a bubble when you're in like cities and stuff. But there's also all these microaggressions that happen, you know, to people on a daily basis, and I think that. You know, if you ever see somebody who you know looks different, or you know is living their authentic life, and you notice that, like, I think just give them some support, a smile. Like, like smiling at someone literally makes such a difference. Like, I always, if I see anybody that's like pulling a look, like, I always just try and smile at them because I just know that when that's happened to me before, just like gives you goosebumps. I mean, some people probably hate it, I'm sure, but like for me, anyway, it just makes me feel really good. So I think that you know, for me, that's what tough means. Somebody who's actually living their authentic life going out there facing the day you know taking the shit from people but still cracking on with it
0: finally where can people find you oh I've
1: never been asked that before I always hear it in other podcasts I quite like it I'm like well basically drop your handle um, (laughs) I know (laughs) drop my handle um I have a few so um we have uh, our main business account which is uh, underscore Charles Jeffrey, which might change to um Charles Jeffrey Loverboy fairly soon. Um and then you can find me, my I just recently got a personal Instagram um for myself just to share like my artwork on a separate scale it's different from the business. And that's um Mr. Charles Jeffrey on Instagram. <laughs> um and then on TikTok at uh, TikTok it's uh Charles Jeffrey Loverboy and the same for YouTube.
0: And do you have anything exciting coming up?
1: Oh yeah, we do. We have a lot of things exciting coming up. Um well, we're hoping that we can do a show in September uh, and go back to doing something live. Um, you know, f- whether it's uh it's it's able to be viewed by people or not, like I've definitely I think I've I've done my duty of just doing the still image and the video situation. I, I think I, I missed that idea of working with performers and, and doing something that it allows the clothes to perform so for me like a queer fashion practice is something it's extended further than the clothing and I think that performance is a really great vehicle for you to sort of like contextualize what you're doing in in a new way so I'm I'm, a, I'm building a project which is performative into a September output so um so yeah hopefully a show and then hopefully a big old rave afterwards that's my most exciting up-and-coming thing
0: I feel like everyone is in need of that
1: we need to raise
0: so yeah can't <laughs> wait um well thank you so much for joining us thank and you. for being so open and speaking so wonderfully well, thank um you. it's been such a like lovely conversation to have um yeah. and i can't wait to kind of see what else you do um well, thank you so, thank much,
1: you so Georgia. much it was lovely chatting with you i really enjoyed it lots of fun thank you so much <laughs>